And welcome back to Coaching with the Bible. Shorter little and at the beginning there this week. Hope everyone is doing well. Hope you had a great week. I hope your week was better than Max Scherzer, the pitcher on the Mets who was suspended 10 games yesterday. When in doubt, by the way, if you're having a bad week, just assume that someone on the Mets is doing something worse and having a worse week than you. Then you'll feel a lot better, or the Jets for that matter. But I hope you're doing great. I hope everyone's doing great, having a great week. This is episode 136, season three, episode 27. The portion to be read this week is a double portion known as Tazria Mitzorah, deals with the person who is suffering from leprosy, biblical leprosy. Typically speaking, in the way we understand it in our, in, our, in our faith, is that the person who's stricken with leprosy, for the most part, we're focusing in on a person who is slanderous and who has uh, succumbed on a regular basis to evil speech about other people. But that is not our focus today. Our focus today is the second chapter of the Ethics of the Fathers, where last week we started with chapter one, this week chapter two, and I want to focus this week on kindness. In our conversation around kindness, I want you to stop for a moment and think, what was the last random act of kindness that you performed for someone else? Can you think of it? When was it? What was it? Good. Next, what was the last random act of kindness that someone did for you? When was it? What was it? I could certainly then ask another question, which is, when was the last time that you remember having an opportunity to do an act of kindness for somebody else and not do it? We have a lot of those. So the reality of kindness is that there are always opportunities to do kind acts of kindness. There's always moments to be more kind. There's always ways to be more kind. And the random act of kindness is perhaps the best act of kindness. I'll raise my hand and give you an example. This morning I was at the supermarket. I had a loaded cart. Person behind me had three items. I let them go ahead of me. Now, that is not a big deal, but for them, it was a big deal. I saved them 20 minutes of time. They appreciated that I thought of them. They appreciated the act. I didn't have to do it. And I let them go ahead of me. I don't even know the person's name. I have no expectation of being paid back in any way, shape, or form at all. It was a random act of kindness. So our focus today is kindness. Because we all know that we can all be more kind. How does it come up? Why is this part of the conversation? Because in that book, in that work, The Ethics of the Fathers in the second chapter, in the ninth paragraph, <clears throat> excuse me, Rabbi Yochanan, the son of Zakkai, a very famous sage, asked of his students, go and find the path in life that you should cleave to. And so he gave them a task. Five students, go out. What is the path, the, the straight path, that a person should find and a person should cleave to during the course of their life? 
Each student came back with a different answer. You know, being a good friend, being a good neighbor, seeing sort of the future, all good answers. And the last one that's brought is by a student named Rabbi Elazar, and he said, good-hearted. And so there are a lot of commentaries, and we could spend a lot of time just unpacking the question, what is the question in the first place, and unpacking all the different answers. It's that one, that last one, good-hearted, which the teacher then came back and said, I see all of yours in his, and therefore that one is the one we should strive to be and cleave to be, this action of this personality of good-hearted. What does it mean to be good-hearted? It means to be kind. It means to be good. Good in the sense that we're talking about here isn't just that I'm a, you know, uh, I don't do anything wrong. It means being a good person. A good person is, for most part, for the most part, a kind person. Now, in understanding the commentary, some of them understand it, is that the idea here is that each one of the different five is a great path to follow. One of them happens to be better than the others. Another way to sort of understand it and approach it from the commentaries is that, no, what's the one that actually gets you to the rest? So, being kind-hearted, good-hearted, actually leads you to the rest. There's a great work that I came across in, happens to be, I had it on the shelf here. It's the commentary of this work of the Ethics of the Fathers by a rabbi by the name of Rabbi, rabbi Dr. Marcus Lehman. Marcus Lehman lived in Germany, I believe in the 19th century. And this work, the one that I have in front of me, is a translation. And he writes at the end of his commentary, on this particular verse as follows. The master is therefore correct when he insists that Rabbi, Elazar, Rabbi Elazar's answer includes all the words of his colleagues. The man who acquires a good heart will look above and below with a benevolent eye. He will be a good companion to all those who are fortunate enough to associate with him. He will carefully consider the consequences of his deeds because the consequences of man's deeds are often incalculable and cannot be foreseen. A truly good heart is always a safe guide. So kindness is fundamental. We can appreciate that. I don't think we have to sell anyone here on kindness. That the reality of kindness is that, scientifically speaking, that kind people, right, kind people actually are healthier. Performing more acts of kindness, random acts of kindness, or any acts of kindness, really, actually helps to reduce stress, anxiety, and depression. It actually floods the body with all the good hormones that make one calmer, healthier, and happier. It can help to reduce someone's blood pressure. This is all scientifically proven. It helps you feel more loved and actually feel more loving. You become more energetic and more confident. It's like the ultimate quote-unquote drug. It's amazing. What's also amazing is not only is it true for the person who does the act of kindness, it's also true for the person who the act of kindness was done for, to the beneficiary of the act. And what's also amazing is that a person who witnesses the act of kindness being performed also feels good, also begins to have those different hormones running through their system at an increased level and therefore also feels 
healthier, happier, and calmer. So it's an amazing thing. So the idea of sort of playing kindness forward has a massive good impact on the people that are around us. Again, whether it's intentional or unintentional. So if I have in mind to do an act of kindness for somebody else and therefore someone sees it and the person knows it, then we're spreading. What's most crucial though is that that act of kindness is genuine. I was uh, listening to an interview with someone by the name of Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. I've mentioned him a couple of times. I can't play any of his quotes, unfortunately, because he... Um, he doesn't, he doesn't abide by what we would call clean speech. He uh, uses some colorful language in a lot of his talks, but he's really, he goes really deep on the ideas of kindness. Kindness, he talks about kindness as a good business strategy, but it has to be genuine. It's not some sort of sense of weakness. It's not something that if a person is acting kind and therefore feels like, oh, if I'm, I'm going to be all kind, I'm going to be viewed as weak. That's not true. Kindness, he said, kindness and good always win when the clock hits zero. I think that's true. Kindness has been found by researchers as well to be the most important predictor of satisfaction and stability in a marriage and certainly, certainly in other relationships that a person has. And so selling you on kindness isn't what I'm trying to do here, but I do want to appreciate the idea that there is this butterfly effect. There is this uh, pay it forward effect that happens with kindness. And what we have to sort of appreciate is that when we're, when we're acting in a kind manner, when we're trying to be good-hearted, when we're trying to be more good-hearted, that doesn't have to happen in front of an audience. And it doesn't actually have to happen for somebody else. Just based on the different reading and articles and books on the subject, coaching on the subject as well, kindness starts with ourselves. Being kind to ourselves is the first step in becoming a more kind person. I've said it here before, I'll say it again. If we said out loud all the things we say to ourselves about ourselves, very few of us would be viewed as very kind. We're tough on ourselves. We're sometimes brutal, unyielding, unforgiving to ourselves. But the truth is, the more kind we are to ourselves, the more kind we're going to be to other people as well. And those kindnesses that we do for ourselves mostly happen in spaces where nobody else sees them or no one notices that, oh, right now he's being kind to himself. No one's going to know that. But that's how it starts. And our ability to sort of impact society begins with our first, our impact in being kinder to ourselves. How do we become more kind? What can we appreciate about our kindnesses? The first thing we have to appreciate about an act of kindness is that they cannot have an expectation of reciprocity. There should be no reason to think that if you did something for somebody else, that they have to do something back for you. That's very transactional. That perhaps is inappropriate to sort of think that way. 
But it is really important to appreciate that the act of kindness, certainly the random act of kindness, should have no expectation attached to it on the other side that the person is going to actually pay it back. The second thing to appreciate with an act of kindness is that the impact of that kindness may not be felt for an extended period of time. And so we have to first get benefit or feel some sort of a hit, right, that emotional hit from just doing the act, even if the impact of that act is not felt for a period of time. So, for example, you put some change in a charity box. You got the hit, the emotional hit, the hormonal hit in the moment when you drop the money in the box there. There's no impact from the money being in the box. It hasn't helped anyone. It hasn't done anything for anybody. We have to appreciate that even if the impact comes later, we can get the appreciation for the act now and the good comes to us and accrues to us now for the next act. There's a great quote that I saw by someone by the name of Dan Kelly. The effect of kindness, the effects of kindness, excuse me, are not always seen immediately. Sometimes it takes years until your kindness will pay off and is returned to you. And sometimes you never see the fruits of your labors, but they are there deep inside of the soul of the one you touched. The person you did a kindness for may not even say thank you. They might even curse you. Someone's unfortunately sitting on the street. They have a sign in front of them that says that they're homeless. You give them food to eat. It's not something that they like, but you gave them food. They say something nasty to you. You walk away. They then eat it. They benefited from it. Sustenance. A meal. Even if it wasn't the food that they wanted. It's an act of kindness. It's not paid back in any way, shape, or form. Rabbi Sachs writes in one of his works, acts of kindness never die. They linger in the memory, giving life to other acts in return. Abraham Lincoln also sort of said similarly, kindness is the only service that will stand the storm of life and not wash out. It will wear well and will be remembered long after the prism of politeness or the complexion of courtesy has faded away. So how do we become... How do we become more kind? And so as I mentioned to you first, it begins first by being more kind to ourselves. Start there. What act of kindness can you perform for yourself today that will be infinitely greater than what it was for you yesterday? That could be, you know, that exercise that you wanted to do, that's an act of kindness to yourself, even if it hurts while you're doing it. It's that really yummy cup of coffee that you wanted. You make it for yourself, even though maybe you shouldn't, or that treat that you're saving for you know, tomorrow, that ice cream, whatever it is, and you, you, you so have it today. That's an act of kindness to yourself. Or if you make a mistake, not yelling at yourself is an act of kindness by omission. So it starts there. Starts there, first to ourselves. Then as we're sort of branching out, we now have to sort of pay attention to the fact that we have the ability to actually impact other people through our acts of kindness. And we have to choose, we have to choose to want to be kind. Because for some of us, myself included, I can miss those opportunities to be kind because I'm not paying attention 
I don't feel necessarily that I'm naturally attuned to it. I'm a little bit obtuse around those kinds of things. And so I have to make a conscious decision and choice to seek out the opportunities and the moments for kindness. Otherwise, I will miss them. And so one of the ways that that can be done is faking it till you make it. So smiling at people when you're walking down the street, even though you don't want to smile, it might feel funny to you, but the person only sees your smile. And so they see it that way. It impacts them in a positive manner. Flip that over for a second. If you see the other side, if you're frowning and you're grumpy and whatever, that certainly doesn't help everyone around you. The second thing that one can do really here is to be more mindful and attuned to gratitude in their own life that relates to the kindnesses in our own lives. By virtue of those things happening in our own lives, we're able to then increase our level of kindness to others. Just to have a very practical example, (laughs) the next time you're driving on the road, someone cuts you off. The act of kindness here is not to rant and rave and, you know, show them some of your fingers through the window. It's, in that moment, an act of kindness. Even if it's simply just judging them favorably in that moment, there's a great quote from Plato, which is, be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. An assumption that the person who's going in that way, doing and operating in that manner, is also going through something too. You're walking in their shoes for just a moment, That helps. That helps. And then to begin on a daily basis to try to find one thing, one act of kindness that you can do for somebody else, whether it is a random act of kindness for somebody you don't know on the street, whether it's for someone in your household, a family member, and whether it's known or unknown. I give you an example from my own life of an unknown act of kindness that I performed, I think, for somebody last week. We were in synagogue on, on Shabbat morning, on Saturday morning. There's a gentleman praying in the row in front of us. He was standing at the time slightly away from his seat. Another gentleman had just arrived a few minutes late and was intending very clearly to sit in this person's seat. I saw it and I could have said nothing, just ignored it and went on with my life. Nobody would have known. Instead, I don't know why I did it because I usually wouldn't do anything like this, but instead I uh, quietly went over to this gentleman and I said to him, sir, there's someone sitting there, but there's an empty seat in our row right here. Why don't you sit there? And boom, he sat down next to us. The other person was none the wiser, had no idea this conversation had happened, but also did not have to now find another seat in the synagogue and did not have to be annoyed by having had someone sit in their seat. Random act, unknown kindness that I did. I felt really good about it. I have to be honest. I did. I felt very good about it. And there's no expectation of reciprocity on the other side of that. Can we find those? There's no question that we can. There's no question that we can. We can be more kind. We can be more kind to others. We can be more kind to ourselves. And I'll end with a quote, as always, from Roald Dahl. This quote actually echoes quite directly the original verse that appears in the book of the Ethics of the Fathers. And here's the quote. 
I think probably kindness is my number one attribute in a human being. I'll put it before any of the things like courage or bravery or generosity or anything else. Kindness, that simple word. To be kind, it covers everything to my mind. If you're kind, that's it. That is Coaching with the Bible for this week. I hope you have an awesome, awesome week ahead. Try to be more kind. Seek those kindnesses. Be kind to others. Be kind to yourself. And increase kindness in the world. Take care.